Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast, brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Radio Network and the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy, and with me as always is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the main event collector. He is the Kevin Owens to my Chris Jericho. Come on, baby. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? What up? It is our first I'll, Royal I'll Rumble. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I thought, yeah, I, I didn't go with weird and obscure and lame this time. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, both these guys are in separate companies now. So they, they really did that. that uh, them breaking up of their friendship really messed up Chris Jericho, man. He just he up and left the company. <laughs> yep. But uh, uh, he'll be back for like a, a couple matches in Hall of Fame induction also. Whatever. Ah, yeah. I like. Don't get me wrong. I love Chris Jericho, but um, if if we're gonna see this Chris Jericho back in WWE, it would be cool for like one nostalgia match, and then it's like, all right, I, yeah, that's good enough. I've told everyone, like everyone that'll listen, like no one's gonna, re- I, you know, this is not a shot. You know, people are gonna think that is, but no one's gonna remember this part of his career. Okay, this is just him having fun. That's that's my opinion. I think his career's already been etched. Now it's just yeah. like whatever. I mean, in the annals of AEW, uh, the, you know, him being champion and everything he did, like, right at the beginning of AEW, I think will be remembered. But, like, yeah, I mean, for his career that spanned, since, you know, a couple decades now or a few decades now, I mean, it is a blip on the radar. But it's cool that he, you know, I mean, he's done stuff in ECW for a heartbeat, you know, a cup of coffee, whatever. Uh, WCW. Tons of stuff in WWE, obviously, and now he's done stuff in AEW so and, and New Japan. So he's been all over the place. It's kind of cool. I, and like you said, he's just having fun now because it's like, what's the point? He's already cemented his yeah. legacy. So, 
it's kind of like um, what's a good example? A guy like Emmett Smith. Can't think of anyone off the top of my head. He cemented his legacy with the Cowboys. Then he had that horrible run in Arizona, but nobody remembers that. Or with Jerry Rice going to the Broncos and the Seahawks. Nobody remembers that. Okay, come I, on. I vaguely remember him on the Seahawks. See? Vaguely. There you go. Yeah. Like, so. You know, just because you're doing this stuff, that's you know, that's not going to stop your chance of going to the Hall of Fame. It's just like, yeah, whatever he did that. Yeah, he was. But, you know, he did well there, too. So, But, you know, yeah. he's a Niner at heart, and as he should be, but. Yeah, but like he was Niners and Raiders, and after that, you know, whatever. Right. Well, this one, we are only going back five years. It is our first Royal Rumble of the year. This, man, is one of my favorite times of the year, because while you and I kind of talked about how January is kind of just there as a month, it's like, eh, you know, everything's over, still cold outside, nobody cares. The good thing about, bro, bro, it's at the beginning of the year and nobody cares, bro. Christmas is over. (laughs) Jesus celebrated, uh, right? We'll see you next year, bro. (laughs) Right. He'll probably say Uh, that. Born again Christian, so it works. It works. Yeah, right. Uh, But this, uh, this is the one good thing about January. Every year, it gets me excited. Well, and and Russell, I I fully agree. But also to go to your earlier point, it's at the very tail end of January. (laughs) Right. And uh, Russell Kingdom just happened. Uh, as of this recording, I haven't seen it yet. It is three nights this year. Mother of God. Uh, but all in all, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it because it's usually a, a very fun show. So uh, those are the only two really good things about January. And it looks like Impact yeah, might have a no fun pay-per-view. Out or Sin, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how dreadful. <laughs> I, we're talking about what, the things that make January worth it, Greg, not things that bring it down. Uh, <laughs> and then this year I'm uh, going to a buddy's house to watch Royal Rumble again, just like I did last year. And uh, last year we ordered chicken <laughs> wings and sat around and watched the Rumble and had fun. So I'm going to do the same this year. Um, as for Impact, yes, there is a pay-per-view. And- ball goes right matt cardona will win their world title <laughs> yeah and isn't jonathan gresham's defending against uh, the roh title against somebody right uh, chris saban saban yeah yeah so that should be fun uh, those... i've never seen a jonathan gresham match from bell to bell so neither have i but uh, i heard he's yeah. really good and he's like um i've heard I've this heard too but i also consider the source yeah Sorry, well just... <laughs> I, i've heard he's like uh in the stuff i've seen have, have proven it he's he's got a style like old school brian danielson or uh you know even zach saber jr so I, I i like those guys so you know whatever i'm i'm uh optimistic about what he can do with chris saban we talk about how much we love saban so that'll be good stuff but getting I, into the i think saban's probably one of the most underrated wrestlers on this entire planet yeah, that's true. And uh, something that held him back a lot was his leg injuries. So, unfortunately. But uh, getting into the Rumble of 2017, there's a lot to cover, news and notes wise, and of the event itself. So, we're going to get into all that here in just a minute. We're going to take a quick pause right here to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all of your officially licensed sports gear with Fanatics at fanatics.com. The link is down to the podcast description if you could click on that. And when you go to check out, just let them know that the main event marks and unhinged sports radio network sent you. 
Also, we are sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code of main event marks with no spaces between it. Just all one word for 15% off your order. And as always, I want to refer you to our link tree. That is linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. There you can see all the links to uh, just everything we've got, be it social media, anywhere you can listen to the podcast, our YouTube, and our swag shacks, a.k.a. our merchandise stores for Bonfire and Redbubble. You can get all of our merchandise on those stores. And you can follow us on all forms of social media. We are now on Pinterest as well as Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So check us out on all of those platforms. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out every single week on your favorite podcast platforms. That's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. All right. uh, That does it for that. We're going to take our first break of the podcast. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about the news and notes from this time period. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Looking for a particular truck part? Then look no further. The Rush Truck Center's All Makes Parts catalog features more than 16,000 of the most popular All Makes Parts from top suppliers in the industry and with quality brands you know and trust. And at 164 full-color pages, this is their biggest catalog yet. Our friends at Rush Truck Centers have great deals for you all year long. Check out their monthly parts and service specials in-store and online. And when you're ready to order, shop online with Parts Connect at RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around, TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. 
Main Event Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash Main Event Marks. All right, we're back. Yeah, we're back. Just to let everybody know, go to our Linktree account. It's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. There we have all the links to the show, the uh, YouTube channel, and our swag shack. So you can buy some merchandise from our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. And also, uh, you can check out our social media accounts on there as well. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Now we're on Pinterest. I mean, we're all over the place. So go check us out. That's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. News and notes time. And our ColecoVision game will be coming out soon. I'm working on it. (laughs) What the hell? Uh, News and notes time from January of 2017. There's actually a lot going on here at the beginning of the year in 2017. So some good stuff. I'm going to be honest. If you mention Impact at all, I will be lost because I don't think I followed it even like for a split second. Yeah, we do have a couple of stories out of there, but uh, the WWE stuff I'm going to start off with because this stuff like kind of brought me back to the moment. Like, oh, man, because I was faithfully watching it this time. So I, I know everything that you know was going on back then. Uh, first of all, the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame class has its headliner, and it's someone that many have doubted would ever be back with the company in any way. ESPN broke the news that Kurt Angle will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame on March 31st over WrestleMania 33 weekend in Orlando, Florida. When this was announced, me and my buddy Ramon got tickets day one. Hell yeah, man. You got to see Kurt Angle go into the Hall of Fame, dude. I mean, one of the greatest to ever lace up a pair of boots. Maybe the greatest. I don't know. Depends on. I don't think it's a maybe on. about that. That's my opinion. Yeah. yeah. It depends on what you're ranking on but he's yeah i don't know kurt angle just tore it up it's funny that he he tore it up in wwe and got released went to tna and tore it up some more and had amazing matches over there and you know some wwe faithful will be really uh down on his time in tna but honestly i mean he did some good stuff over there man not all of it but a lot of a lot of really good stuff so this was really fun to see him back in WWE. Uh, I, I It was time. I mean, what the hell else was he going to do? I I never saw anything negative about it. About uh, what? Is him going to TNA? Yeah. I mean, other than he wasn't in WWE anymore, but he had done everything. Right. Like, literally everything. Can you tell me one guy was there when he left that, oh, he never got to wrestle with that guy? Yeah, I know, right? No, it's, it's, it, and during the time he was in TNA, he, and he was still able to to go. I mean, there was Samoa Joe, there was AJ Styles, uh, there was Jeff Hardy. I mean, there was Sting, right? Uh, you know, there was Sting. There was there there was a ton of great talent over there. James Storm, Bobby Roode, and he got to wrestle them all, and so many more. And it was it was really good stuff. I mean, I really enjoyed his time in TNA, like I said. So it, and it. It was fond uh, memories for me because I enjoyed uh, it too. It's just like, oh man, he was a champion every freaking time I turned it on. Yeah, I know. He literally held all the belts at once one time, except for the women's title. Championships, pal. God dang it, pal. But uh, WWE is bringing the Royal Rumble back to Philadelphia in 2018. 
Though much of the focus is on this year's Royal Rumble at the Alamo Dome, Philly.com broke the news uh, that Thursday morning that the 2018 Royal Rumble will take place at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The event will be held on January 28th of next year. This comes just three years after it was home to the 2015 event. The 2015 yeah, event. Yeah, remember where, that one. <laughs> yeah. And I remember us talking about that because I was like, man, last time they were in Philly, Roman won and the uh, booze, just like uh, even the rock. Oddly enough, had, though, when he won the WWE title at San Maria in, in December following that, they cheered him heavily. Yeah, right. right go figure. Well, even The Rock came out, to, and it's like they booed The Rock, and The Rock had this look on his face like, I can't believe it. I'm getting booed. <laughs> and then uh, this very next time, 2018, was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura winning. So the crowd blew for that one. And it was the first ever Women's Royal Rumble won by Asuka. So two Japanese stars winning uh, both Royal Rumble matches, and you and I got to and see them at they... WrestleMania. Went on to lose. Yeah, right. Both Royal Rumble winners lost at WrestleMania. Still really good matches, but yeah. And then Shinsuke turned heel and started just uppercutting everybody in the balls. So that was fun, I guess. I feel like we didn't see that coming. No, I, I sure didn't. I did. I never thought he would be heel, but y'all got cool badass entrance too. Uh, that, who was that woman playing? Anina Strauss. Anina Strauss. Yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of WrestleMania. Definitely. I thought it was great. Uh, Seth Rollins won the United States title. Or was it United States or Intercontinental? Uh, Intercontinental. Intercontinental. Was that's States, right. The champ, uh, was it the time you... Jinder Mahal won it. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. The Bludgeon yeah, Brothers so. won the tag titles. I was pretty pissed yeah. about that because yeah, I'm, I'm sure a huge fan. Uh, <laughs> and you hated the Bludgeons. Yeah, that was stupid. And don't, don't, uh, but, don't at me, okay? It's not a knock on Brody Lee. The Bludgeon Brothers are stupid. Why right. I mean, if anything, you're on Brody Lee's side with that because he said he hated that gimmick. Oh, there you go. Okay. And he said he hated carrying all, uh, that stupid hammer around. It came on that stupid music. It was just, I guess it could have been yep. good, but it was just loops, like a 10-second loop over and over. And the hammer <laughs> made no sense because, you know, no one's going to bash him with a hammer. This isn't GCW. Oh, well, just, and, it's not, you know, and, and they couldn't call it a hammer, Greg. It was a mallet. Well, to be fair, it was. I mean, the hammer is what you hammer and nail in the wall with, so I guess it makes sense. I don't Brody, know. Brody Lee was telling the story. I think he said the, the reasoning that they couldn't call it a hammer was because the only one who could carry a hammer was Triple H. Everybody else, they just had a mallet. <laughs> and it's like, okay, mm, weird, but... Anyway, yeah, so the Royal Rumble 2018 was was pretty good to my recollection, and I know I marked out for it. So, But uh, furthering on here with the WWE news, though the SmackDown Women's Championship steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss was made under the guise of keeping La Luchadora from interfering, the angle only led to the reveal of the woman behind the mask. In what was hardly a surprise, given weeks of speculation on Dave Meltzer's reports, or, and Dave Meltzer's reports uh, that Mickey James was backstage SmackDown in Memphis. James was revealed to be La Luchadora at the conclusion of the show. She was unmasked by Lynch after her interference helped Bliss retain the women's title. This was the first time that James played La Luchadora on TV, despite ultimately being revealed as the character. 
James signed a contract last year to return to WWE as a member of the SmackDown roster after being away from the company since 2010. Another former TNA uh, personality jumping ship here. I mean, back to the company they started with, but you know what I mean. From the company they started with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they, wasn't they, she with CM Punk and TNA early in the early year in her career? Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, she was Alexis Laurie, and then she went to, to and then she popped up in WWE as Mickey James, her real name, oddly enough, not a gimmick name. And then she went to TNA. It's a shoot name, bro. Right. Uh, yeah, because I was surprised. I I always thought that Mickey James was the gimmick name and Alexis Laurie was her real name. And I looked it up and I'm like, what? WWE's like, eh, we'll just go with your real name. Like, they usually don't do that because, I mean, you know, they like to own trademarks and everything and they can't own Mickey James. But yeah, I don't know. That's why it confused me when do you remember that whole thing? Chelsea Green was talking about WWE tried to trademark her name. Yeah. How, that's not even possible. I think you can trademark the name, but you can't stop someone from using it if it's their given name. I guess yeah. I said that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it's just weird. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Think about it. Like, there's some certain names like that sound real. Like, it can really be someone's name. You know. So. Yeah. Well, that, that one just the, the whole story confused me because, I mean, yeah, you can trademark a real name because, like, um, you and I had talked before about how Michael Shane in TNA had to stop calling himself Michael Shane because there was a real Michael Shane in WWE developmental and WWE trademarked his name. So and they didn't stop using didn't even use it. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't remember what the hell they called him in the Gemini. Was it? Did they just call him Gemini 1 and 2 or whatever? I don't remember. I, I yeah. feel like the name Jesse was there, but then it was Jesse and Festus. So I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's Nobody cares enough about the Gemini to remember. Who cares, bro? Bro, they were big and they were bald and they were in TNA as the Dicks, bro. <laughs> oh, weren't the Dicks just the Dicks? Uh, they were, what were they? Or no, I think, let me see. They were the, the Johnsons. My bad. They dressed like giant penises and they were oh, the yeah, Johnsons. Yeah. Dude, that's clever. Dude. Yep. <laughs> bro. Man, I get it. Johnsons in innuendo, bro. Yep. Good Lord. It means penis, bro. <laughs> uh, I didn't have say to it. say it, but I just wanted to say it. Bro, it means pee-pee, bro. I have oh. a feeling that's how they would how he would have said it. Oh, it's like his pee-pee. <laughs> I mean, he he did write the whole me choppy choppy you pee-pee thing, so I you know. Bro, I'm gonna cut off his wiener. It's gonna be gone forever. <laughs> right. Why do I feel like he would say wiener? <laughs> I feel like he calls it a pee-pee, like he's five. Wow. wow. But moving on from WWE, though the match had been known about for a while, Ring of Honor officially announced that the Young Bucks would face Matt and Jeff Hardy at their upcoming Supercard of Honor show at WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, it would happen. Yeah, and that would be the very last indie appearance for the Hardys. They literally released. Yeah. Didn't they? uh, Wasn't that um, like a ladder match? And then yeah, that was like, 
It's like 48 or whatever the hell they were up to at that point. Yeah, right. And that was their last. Um, that, that was the night before they showed up and at WrestleMania, correct? Yeah, it sounds about right. They usually run on Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Probably right on that. That's why everybody was speculating there was no way there was no way they were going to be at Mania. And then, well, sure hey, enough, listen, listen, we were down the street from the Orange Bowl, like before WrestleMania, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll never forget they were there, and like, uh, like it was down the street. They had like a the whole street blocked off, like something you would see in Times Square. They had a ring in the middle of the street, fences all around with like uh, stuff covering the fences so you couldn't see through because you had to pay to go in. And huh. uh, in this little bar right next door, Matt and Jeff were in there doing like a photo ops. They're doing photo ops with people. Matt's dressed up as broken Matt, and Jeff's got like all the weird makeup on and stuff. And we're talking an hour and a half before the show. Wow. Okay? And this is it's down the street too, so it's not like it's very far. We literally walked from this place to the Orange Bowl, and or yeah, the Citrus Bowl, whichever one it was. Whatever was in Orlando, the Citrus Bowl. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, I think. Orange citrus, all the same thing. Um, but yeah, and they showed up there. So it's like, it was another realm of possibility, but you saw them at something else. So you're like, oh, damn, they're probably not going to be there. So. Well, I guess they kayfabed a lot of people because they were, you know, there were people with them and they're like, yeah, we're going to go back to the hotel and whatever. And they literally like went back to their hotel and then snuck out. There's a special, like a 24 special on the network on uh, Peacock for WrestleMania. And you can see them. Uh, arriving on a private bus, sneaking out, sneaking backstage, and they got hoods on and stuff. And, wow. Yeah. I guess they did that to Chris Jericho at least once, maybe twice. Well, they uh, try, and fans get pictures of him at the airport. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got to be a dick. Look, it's him, he's here. Yeah, Spoiler. right. And then he tries covering up. He's like, I have a concert in the area. I was like, sure. <laughs> Adam Cole, or whoever is Ring of Honor World Champion, will be facing hey. Christopher Daniels. <laughs> wow. Will be facing Christopher Daniels for the championship in the main event of the company's first pay-per-view of the year, the 15th anniversary event on March 10th in Las Vegas. The show will take place at Sam's Town. Daniels was the winner of the Decade of Excellence tournament, which featured eight wrestlers who had started with the company over 10 years ago. God, it's so okay. sad knowing where we are now. Hey, I know. And this was a high point for Ring of Honor, too. I'm telling you, man, I think when the when the elite didn't re-sign with them, that was kind of the beginning of the end. Because, like, that, that was like, what, five or six headliners that just left in one fell swoop. Yep. It's kind of like when um, ECW got on TNN and then Taz and the Delphi boys were all leaving. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, it's like... Uh, it, People pointed out there like it's kind of a I don't know you can kind of call it a dick move from the the guys from the elite that went to AEW because they held that all out of or excuse me all in event in 2018 now in the archives by the way where Ring of Honor put a lot of money into it and a lot of equipment into it and helped them out and helped them promote and whatever under the guise that oh we're going to be working together and whatever and this is going to be great for us and then. Now nah, we're using it to start our own company, but thanks for the help. Yeah. Kind of sucks. Uh, I mean, but... they're all flocking there now. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, right. Ring of Honor talent's all splitting up and going somewhere. Either way, uh, now we are getting into the Impact stuff here. You 
probably know about some of this just because it was in peripheral peripheral news and whatever, but I don't know. And you and I had talked about some of this before. In a move expected since the end of 2016, Anthem Sports and Entertainment officially announced that they had entered into a definitive agreement to acquire a majority interest in TNA Impact Wrestling. The media company also owns the Fight Network, a big player in the combat sports in Canada and 30-plus countries, as well as TNA's exclusive broadcast partner in Canada. In a press release, Anthem announced that Executive VP Ed Nordholm would be uh, would become president of Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions, LLC. As for Dixie Carter, the release said that she would step down as chairman of the board and join the advisory board for Fight Media Group. She will remain a minority equity sh- uh, stakeholder. I don't think a down-home Southern white girl is a minority of anything. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she. Uh, I don't think she stuck around very long. If I, I feel like she's correctly. gone right after this, but I don't know the history of that. I stopped watching it. So, well, I mean, I don't know for sure. Obviously, I, I have no inside knowledge on any of this stuff. But what I'm thinking is she probably came in and was like trying to, hey, why don't we do this and how about this, or whatever. And they're like, oh, you still work here? <laughs> I, I pretend. Yeah, and she's. She's like, what, what do you mean? I don't get a say anymore? And they're like, yeah, you own like 5% of this company, so uh, just go home and collect a paycheck. In fact, if I was if I was Anthem, oh, I'd you're, be like, uh, look. you're pretty liberal with that. Oh, oh, go get a paycheck. From what? You don't have yeah. a paycheck. You need to be making something. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. it's like they're, they were probably like, look, you're lucky that we let you stick around in any capacity, all right? We're still paying off your debts, lady. Get out of here. <laughs> Whatever. But well, when uh, they there was actually like a lot of talk when they took the company, they said, yeah, there's a huge amount of debt that they're taking on by buying out impact that was run up by Dixie Carter. Oh, oh man. Yeah. I mean, if, if you listen, did to everyone go talk did about everyone it. go straight to Hogan and Bischoff's contracts because Bischoff have an aneurysm over that. Yeah, right. Uh, well, according to Bischoff and, and Pritchard both, uh, they said at, at a certain point, the uh, the Carter parents, uh, I can't remember, Janice and Bob Carter, I think, the parents of Dick. Janice, Janice for sure. That was a business weapon, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it was Bob Carter. Uh, they said they cut Dixie off, like, company-wise. They're like, yeah, we're not pumping any more money into that company. And <laughs> Bischoff and Pritchard were like, we're just now starting to get going. And you're like, nope, it's either going to sink or swim on its own. It's like, do you realize how long it takes to turn a profit from one of these companies? Like, we're right on the cusp. And you're like, nope, figure it out. Whatever. I mean, hope it's, hope they it's not a uh, sign of things to come. Yeah, right. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has returned to TNA in a working relationship as a consultant. He, wife Karen, and Dutch Mantell are all in Orlando uh, right now for the beginning of what will be a long run of TV tapings. I want to say this Dutch is when he Mantel. came back. Dutch Mantell. Oh. Uh, yeah, Dirty Dutch. Dirty Dutch. Zebekai. Yeah. yeah. What's his name he, with Jack Swagger? Uh, uh, Zeb Coulter. Zeb Coulter, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, uh, I, I believe this is when Jeff brings in the uh, – no, this was post GWF, I think, or GFW. Sorry, 
GFW. Let me let me think. When does Brian Myers come back to WWE? 2016. Something yeah. Like I don't so it's post. Yeah. I only know that because Brian Myers is part of it. The reason I remember, I'm thinking this was after, was because Cody was their. They called it their next gen champion, and he and Cody was about to leave Ring of Honor here real soon. So there was no way he was coming back for that. But yeah, I don't remember this run by Jeff Jarrett. And he was back in WWE within two years? Three um, years? Yeah, he was there the next year because we were at his Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so within a year, he's he's uh, in WWE, which, man, I thought hell froze over. And it, and he, answered, he answers the Royal Rumble at number one in Phoenix, the one I went to. <laughs> or maybe oh, it was God, number yeah. two. I think Elias was one, but yeah. It was one of, yeah. In Europe's Elias. And he, made, and he made sure to wear that Chippendales reject outfit. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't going to come up to his awesome Kid Rock mix theme. I don't think they can use that because they dub it over on the network, too. But That was the same year that Kid Rock went in the Hall of Fame. Why couldn't they just have him come out to Cowboy? (laughs) Like, dang, man. Like, hey, we'll uh, we'll induct you into our Hall of Fame. Let let us use your song. Like, just one time. Come on. I mean, (sighs) they couldn't let him use it as a, a, like, a... Okay, we'll overlook you saying you're gonna body slam Democrats. Pretty sure that probably should have been said, but it's like okay, we're gonna use a song, man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, last TNA story I got here. UFC star Josh Barnett appeared at the recent TNA television tapings in Orlando. Barnett currently on an USADA temporary suspension regarding an out of competition drug test taken on December. It would 9th. not be temporary. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, was it forever? Um, I'm pretty sure he's done now, or at this point, yeah. Oh, wow. But uh, he has a pro wrestling background and was a disciple of Billy Robinson, one of the biggest stars of the 60s and 70s. Yeah, I don't think he stuck around TNA very long, like maybe a year or two. No, I went, he went most. on to New Japan to do the announcing, I believe, right? Yeah, he was in New Japan for a while. He did. Uh, he actually fought or wrestled whatever in blood sport, and he's done a couple things here and there. It's currently his. Is it his? I think it's called Josh Barnett's Blood Support. I'm pretty sure. Uh, that one I wasn't sure about because they changed the name of it every year. So I mean, well, last time I saw it, it clearly said Josh Barnett's Blood Support. It could have changed by now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, the reason I said that is like um, they hold that big event every year and they always put like somebody else's name in front of it. So they're like so and so's blood. Oh, sport. okay. Then that's probably what it was then. Yeah, so I think it's whoever's in the main event. Uh, but let me see. GCW Bloodsport. Oh, my gosh. It was bought by GCW? Ew. Uh, okay, maybe I'm wrong because I'm seeing jo- – uh, it's Matt Riddle's Bloodsport and then Josh Barnett's Bloodsport for the next seven. So maybe I was wrong and you are correct. GCW just <laughs> lost their biggest star in history, by the way. Uh, if you say Nick Gage, I'm gonna crap a breath. I I wouldn't even joke about that. No, I was talking about Matt oh, Cardona. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so you were being serious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as they do every year on January 4th, New Japan Pro Wrestling presented their biggest show of the year as Wrestle Kingdom 11 took place at the Tokyo Dome. Cody defeated Juice Robinson. Adam Cole, baby, defeated Kyle O'Reilly to win the Ring of Honor World Title. 
But the main event was Kazuchika Okada defeating Kenny Omega to retain the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in about 45 minutes. Old finger, you know what, okay. Finger bang, yeah. Uh, I think... Sure, yeah. I think this was their first of three. I know there was one here, there was one at Dominion. I can't remember the third one. But yeah, they did like three matches in one year, I believe. So. And they all outstarred each other, right? I believe so, yeah. Because <laughs> you should hear freaking Dave talk about it. He's like, well, the, uh, I mean, I, I gave Ric Flair and uh, Ricky Steamboat five stars. And I mean, it's like this. I thought this was better than that. So, you know, I, ha- I had to give it more. Like, God dang it. I, I don't even know what to say about that. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it was great, but no. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I loved all three of their matches. Loved them. But, and if you want to hear us talk about the Flair Steamboat trilogy, we did that uh, our very first year, actually, back in 2019. Or no, 2020, I'm sorry. The I try to forget 2020 happened, so that's why my mind went to 2019. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, very early uh, on. Full I'm sure we did something in 2019, but, you know, anyways. Yeah. Uh, well, 2020, the summer of 2020, we, we covered all three events uh, that, those, that the trilogy took place at, so go check those out. <sighs> but anyway, last worry from New Japan. After Steve Carino left ROH for a job at the WWE Performance Center, where he remains to this day, by the way, Don Cyrus Callis will be the new lead English color commentary voice on New Japan Pro Wrestling World. Sorry, what's his name? Don Cyrus Callis. I thought it was Don Fallis. Sorry. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I, see, I missed that one. Yeah. I like. <laughs> I don't know why. It's so, it's so stupid and funny. It's low hanging fruit. Yet yeah, it's hilarious. I thought he liked. I thought he liked Callis though. I just, that's the part that gets me. <laughs> he doesn't uh, like him anymore because he's hanging around Finger Bang. So. It's like it's like that, legit buddy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think he gave Kenny Omega his start in wrestling actually. Because he used to run a. Come on, you gotta overlook that, then. No matter what you think of him. Well, he thinks that everybody should ostracize Kenny Omega and you know boil him in oil and sell the fat for soap. So. What? The, oh. yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just that image. All right, sorry. <laughs> that's what he. That's what he says, man. No, but you know, I mean, look at Kenny Omega. How much soap are you gonna get from that fat? That's the one thing I've heard him say good about Omega. He says that's what I'll say about Omega. He looks like a wrestler. Can't deny that. Like, okay. He acts like a goof, but yeah. (laughs) He acts like a freaking goof, but yeah, you're damn right. He looks like a wrestler. Masculine. (laughs) All right. Uh, Last few things we have here are actually big stories out of the UFC. And I know we're a wrestling podcast, but, you know, this is close enough. It's kind of this is real combat sports here. This first one is actually. What are you saying? I, I don't know. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Although I told uh, one of my friends that's been in the wrestling business, per, uh, indie wrestling business, I just want to preface that. I, I know you're talking about. You know. I know you said no, that. you don't. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> one of my friends that's been in the indie wrestling business for a couple decades now, uh, I had said something to him about something being a work, whatever, and he's like, as long as there's money involved, it's always a work. And I'm like, wow, you're cynical. That's the definition of money, to be fair, but I don't know if I'd agree with that. 
Yeah, no, because well, because he's I mean, his his thing is that all sports are worked. It's like it's really hard to work something like football. I mean, yeah, the officiating uh, mess with, but that's one of your more ignorant statements. <clears throat> anyway, that's a quote from somebody. Anyway, we'll leave it alone, though. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. So everybody. I don't know. But either way, Mark Hunt filed a lawsuit. I, I should probably I'm not going to repeat the name. We filed a lawsuit in Nevada District Court against the UFC, Brock Lesnar, and Dana White. ESPN's Brett Okamoto reported the story. It's a landmark case because Hunt is claiming that the defendants affirmatively uh, circumvented the and obscured fair competition for their own benefit. Hunt has been threatening legal action, feeling that his career has been harmed by facing people who've cheated. Hunt was upset because he felt that Lesnar was not punished enough for a failed drug test before their fight took place and that he went into the cage without knowledge that Lesnar had already failed a test as a result of the June 28th test that didn't come back until after the the July 9th fight. The tough aspect of this case is that Lesnar failed for hydroxychloroquine and not for steroids or another PED. So while there are two failed drug tests on June 28th and July 9th, there is no evidence that that specifically ties Lesnar to PED usage for the Hunt fight. Okay, first of all, this is still going on to this day. I just saw an update on it yesterday. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Five years later? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mark Hunt God. says he'll he'll drop it if he can fight Gina White and uh, Lorenzo Fertitta and the other Fertitta in the cage. Yeah, that's that's going to happen. Whatever. <laughs> so stupid. Mark Hunt wasn't even no, a good fighter. Don't say. No, he was boring as hell. I never got yeah. the appeal. Uh, and there were some major Mark Hunt supporters on Twitter. I found that out when I trashed him a couple times and I got buried for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is this a thing? Like people like they're like, well, he's one of the best heavyweights on the roster. And I'm like, what roster? Not the UFC roster. I just yeah, I don't know. He was overweight. He had no ground game and he was a pretty decent boxer. He like he had power to him. But he had no gas tank. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and Lesnar made him bleed. <sighs> well, here's here's a story forget. involving. It's not, like, it's not like Lesnar beat the hell out of him in that fight, by the way. That fight sucked. Let's not forget. Yeah, that. I, I, like I remember that one. overlooked. <laughs> I remember that one. That was the one where he was in WWE at the time, right? And he had the one fight yeah. he came back for. Yeah. Yeah, he came out yep. to his WWE theme song, which I was, thought was <laughs> kind of cool. But right. Yeah, the fight was because I, I was all amped for it, and I watched the fight, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it wasn't well, impressive. I watch it, everybody. I, I guarantee you, you're watching two guys who don't want to get hit. That's what they were doing. <laughs> they were avoiding getting hit. Yeah, Brock's like, don't touch my pretty face. <laughs> don't give me another giant ass scar. <laughs> yeah, which is still problems is that I think they now use it as like a bounce, as like a what's the word I'm looking for, like a trophy. Yeah, like a badge of honor, yeah. Yeah, bench water, yeah. Yep. Well, this next story involves somebody that uh, I found out a couple weeks ago that, you know, you hold in high regard. Cody, uh, Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw will coach the Ultimate Fighter Redemption. The two will now be that's featured. Kind of fading. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say the two will will uh, uh, be featured as coaches on the next season of the FS1 series before meeting in a title fight. I was at that title fight. Garbrandt got knocked the hell out. 
And, no, that's, so, not, that's not why I'm like uh, fading on him. I'm fading on him because he's lost it and he keeps going in there and getting beat up and I don't want to see it. I'm not like turning on him. I just, you know, when you like somebody and then you're losing it, you don't want to see him keep getting knocked out. Garbrandt? That's what's going on. Yeah, it's just horrible oh, okay. to see. Yeah, because a couple of few weeks ago, you called TJ Dillashaw TJ Dilla douche. So. He is. I don't mean no one likes him really. But, you know, I don't know anything about a, him. So. He's, he's a snake, man. He just he left uh, Ryan Faber's camp for Dwayne Ludwig, you know, for basically probably for money and just pissed on everything that made him. Ah, so that's Rager's why you hate him. I, I think it's on this. I think it's on this season. Tells me why you're talking about where Conor McGregor guest is a guest host, or is it this one? Uh, I don't know, but sure. Conor McGregor calls him out on one of them. He goes, you're a little snake in the grass. I don't trust you. And <laughs> you got pissed at him. <laughs> nice. That's pretty bad when Conor McGregor is uh, questioning your uh, integrity. Right? What's that? Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, another Jim Cornette is, uh, he's an asshole. He's, up, he's in your face asshole. He doesn't hide it. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> that's, well, yeah, he used to say, and I'm not going to say the words, but that's why, you know, he said something similar about um difference between Sonny and Sable. He said both were C words, but uh Sable or Sonny was like upfront about it, whereas Sable yeah. kept it hidden. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's why I can respect Sonny. Uh UFC retired this one, I had to put this one on there because it's like, wow, how five years have changed things. UFC returns to network TV for the first time in twenty seventeen with a fun card, once again headlined by female fighters. Valentina Shevchenko will be headlining a Fox show for the second consecutive time as she takes on the Ultimate Fighter 20 champion and top contender Juliana Juliana Lima. Oh, sorry. Wrong Juliana. (laughs) Never mind. I thought it was Pena. Uh, You mean the current reigning defending Bantamweight champion who shocked the entire world and made me 50 bucks. You mean that one? I read read the story like multiple times. I think thought it said Pena. I don't know why I didn't catch Lima. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I I guess, you probably just caught the name Juliana. Yeah. But uh, the winner is expected to challenge women's bantamweight champion uh, Amanda Nunez later this year. I assume that Valentina won that fight and then lost to Amanda. A very close razor decision that I don't think she lost personally, but they can save that for another time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, now that uh, Amanda has fallen, maybe she can take on Valentina. And This is a, well, the one that we're talking about now in UFC, this is a completely different Valentina Shevchenko. This is mm. a completely different one. This is like when, like, can, like, Sal Alvarez lost to Floyd Mayweather? That's not Canelo, okay? They're two very different people. Like, I don't think we'd go her way. I think I think Shevchenko would knock her out easily this time. Yeah. I mean, I know well, it sounds weird. It's two different fighters. It's night and day. You think Shevchenko would get knocked out? No, no. I'm saying Shevchenko would knock her out this time. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, Well, another fight with possible title implications is the co-main event as Donald Cerrone will attempt to win his fifth straight welterweight fight against fellow former 155er Jorge Masvidal. I don't think he wins that fight. Uh, Both Cerrone. I like Cerrone and Masvidal, but I think... Both of them kind of, uh, especially Masvidal, but I think both of them kind of went downhill recently, haven't they? Masvidal, yeah, well, but Masvidal, not so much, but he has got knocked out a couple times, but Cerrone's been falling every fight he fights, so yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, uh, who, who's been, oh, that's right, it was, um, freaking, is it Jake Paul trying to get, trying to goad Masvidal into a fight? Yeah, I mean, he's just trying to get any box office name he can. 
Yeah. Uh, Dana White was making fun of him about it. Because I guess uh, Jake Paul also claimed that uh, Dana White does cocaine. And Dana yeah. White said, I'll make a deal. He said, I'll make a deal with you. You can cocaine test me for 10 years and I'll pass every test. But uh, let's steroid test you for the next 10 years and see how many <laughs> yeah. tests you fail. Conveniently, he's not responding. Yeah, right. And he's like, you're not you're not responding to any uh, any of my uh, my challenges, man. He's like, uh, you know, just like uh, you can't get a response from uh, Jorge's Masvidal or Conor McGregor or any of them guys. <laughs> just say people that matter. Yeah, right. He, you notice he never calls out like, you know, just some random undercard fighter. It's always the yeah, he fights, top he calls, guys. He calls out people that are, well, or people that aren't boxers. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Freaking Paul brothers. I can't stand either one of them. Well, I mean, uh, they well, should be fading away because like, apparently their last pay-per-view or the last pay-per-view you saw bombed as far as buys go. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> they're making a they're trying to make a joke out of boxing and MMA. It's like, get the F out of here, man. I mean, boxing to <sighs> me, are, and I'm going to get some heat from one of our listeners, but to me, it already struggles to maintain its image. They have some really... Yeah top main fighters that if they're fighting people watch like Canelo or like Tyson Fury, but there's not a lot, you know, and these idiots are bastardizing it. Who's the guy that Tyson Fury uh, beat the last couple times? I can't think of his name. I think he's from the area, uh, my area. Um, Uh, I I know he beats, was it Deontay Wilder? Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't know he was from there. I didn't know he was from there, but yeah. He he might not be. I just, uh, I know guys from the area who are big, fans of his yeah those those are the names that they're uh you know they, they draw numbers but you know to your point it's only a couple of them it's, it's well, let's uh be, it, let's it, be really fair on this it's it's smart but it's no one's going to respond right yeah and I, i'm wrong by the way he's from uh tuscaloosa alabama old tad uh while appearing on ufc tonight uh, UFC light heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier announced that he would be defending his title against number one contender Anthony Rumble Johnson at UFC 210 in Buffalo, New York on April 8th. Cormier has been scheduled to defend his title against Johnson in the main event of the UFC 206 in Toronto last December before having to pull out of the fight due to injury. Does this one ever happen? I don't remember if it happens or not, but I can tell you Cormier doesn't lose. So. Yeah, so... That uh, that's got me curious now. It's like, did uh, did it happen at two ten? Let's. Oh uh, yeah, Cormier Johnson two is on the cover, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah, it does happen. Okay. okay. Uh, Cormier wins in two ra- in uh, round two in three minutes thirty seven seconds uh, via rear naked choke. There you go. Now Rumble Johnson, I believe, is off with his pot dispensary. <laughs> Holy crap! Man, I just want to go home and smoke weed, man. Wait, no, that's Derek well, Lewis, know, dude. We're getting people mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he uh, he needs to go home and uh, put some integrity in UFC. <laughs> My South Park fans out there will uh, will get that one. Anyway, last story I got here. Dana White just announced an Anderson Silva versus Derek Brunson match for the February 11th show at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. The bout will take place at UFC 208, which is headlined by Holly Holm fighting Jermaine Durandame. Durandame, yeah. Okay. Uh, For the women's featherweight title, 
the winner of that fight will be the division's inaugural champion. Uh, and that the winner of that was actually Jermaine. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. What year was this? Uh, 208. Wait, what month so, was that? Uh, February. Okay. So Anderson Silva did. Yeah. Silva did defeat Brunson on uh, third round uh, via unanimous decision. Yeah, it was not a good fight. <laughs> yeah, 29-28, 29-28, 30 27. Holy crap. Uh, uh, if I remember right. correctly, didn't every fight on that card go to decision except for one? I feel like that one was horrible. Uh, yeah, the main event was a unanimous decision. That was decision. Uh, uh, Ronaldo Souza. Chakra. Yes. Chakra Souza. Good lord. Uh, defeated Tim Bosch uh, via submission. Yeah. Well, okay. And every other one was submission a uh, decision, right? Yep. Now. Tashira. That's gotten some crap for being one of the worst cards or one of the most boring ones ever. Dude, it was like one even, of the first ones in New York, too, and they got a like one of the first ones. And just, yeah. Even the prelims, the entire prelims, all of them went yeah. to unanimous decision. What the F? I think I remember watching this. It was bored out of my mind. Oh, man. I forgot about this card. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, that does. That does it for the news and notes. I think it's time to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the Royal Rumble 2017 right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go weird. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do ever do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... K-A-S-T. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, Mike. Take it easy. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. 
It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. WWE Royal Rumble 2017 time took place January 29th, 2017. The tagline, Remember the Rumble. It took place in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. And the attendance was uh, 52. Yes, that. Uh, and the attendance was 52,020. There you go. Uh, I th- I don't know if that was a sellout or not. I'm, if it, if not, it was damn close. 52? Yeah. The Alamo Dome? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Uh, they don't adjust for football, so I don't think it's like... Yeah, 52,000. That's a freaking lot of people. Didn't, was, this didn't year, just, was this the year Todd Dillinger came out number 10? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I, remember, I, watched a, I watched a couple of Royal Rumbles this week. I mean, I, I did some first for the show, but I started getting lost at what happened when. <laughs> right. Yeah, this one was, uh, it, it says it's a 64,000 seat dome. So, All right, so maybe not a legit sellout, but. Yeah, they were off by. I don't thousand, think anyone's but, crying about this. Attendance, though. No, 52,000 is more than respectable, and it's much more than they did. Uh, weren't they in the Alamo Dome like 20 years yeah, before this? Yeah, one of my notes was, uh, wow, it wasn't quite a Mill Masterist sellout, but it was 90, <laughs> 97, yeah. Yeah, holy crap, Mill Masterist sellout. Well, I mean, didn't Uncle Dave or somebody say that that one sold out because Mill Masterist was in the Royal Rumble? Oh, for and God's sake. Conveniently I, forgets that Shawn Michaels, the hometown boy, was in the main event. I forgot about that. Uh, I didn't. Well, actually, I didn't know that he said that. But, yeah, I, I stand corrected, by the way. They actually pulled in more back in 97. Holy crap. It was 60,477. Because of Mill <laughs> Right. Well, so I, I'm, I'm honestly shocked that this one didn't do as many, but it was close. Well, like you said, nobody's crying over that number. But during the Royal Rumble kickoff pre-show, which I didn't watch, by the way, did you watch it? Probably. I remember off the top of my head. But... No, I mean, like, watched it back this week. Oh, no, nah, not this week, but recently. Okay. I, I have seen it. I saw it when it aired, and that was it. But during, during the Royal Rumble kickoff pre-show, Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Naomi faced SmackDown Women's Champion Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalya. Naomi won the match for her team after pinning Bliss off of a split-legged moonsault. Next, Cesaro and Sheamus, better known as The Bar, defended... We are The Bar. I don't know why every time I say that, it comes out sounding like a pirate, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) But anyway, they defeated the... or defended, rather, the Raw Tag Team Championships against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson with two two referees assigned to the match. Anderson pinned Cesaro with a roll-up while holding the tights to win the titles. And then finally, after that, Nia Jax faced Sasha Banks. Jax hit a pop-up Samoan drop on Banks to win. And that leads us into our first match of the night, 
We got two women's matches okay, on the pre-show. Okay. Sorry, real quick. <laughs> You're talking about these matches. Like, I didn't see any of these. Did I watch the wrong one? And then it just um, you're doing the pre-show. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they actually talk about uh, during the Rumble match. They talk about the uh, the tag title match, but they put the tag titles and two random women's matches on the pre-show. Cool. And then we open with the Raw Women's Championship match. It's Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. This one went about 13 minutes. It's Bailey. Uh, it's Charlotte Bailey. Yeah, I, I, it was a nice little flashback here because I've, I'm so used to seeing the Karen cut Bailey that, you know, this was, uh, this was different seeing the, you know, going back and remembering what was, but Charlotte starts bleeding from her mouth at one point in the end, Charlotte hit the natural selection on Bailey onto the ring apron and pinned her to retain the title. Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I, I don't know what bumped it up a quarter. Maybe the way they look. I don't know. I gave it an even three. What say you? That one wasn't the way they looked because he probably thought they were fat. Oh, I gave it a three. Sake. Maybe he said Bailey had a shovel face. <laughs> for those that Someone don't get the joke, that guy. for those that don't get the joke, at, uh, we were at Fastlane 2019, and yeah. in, in Cleveland, and some weirdo behind us was yelling stuff, and he claimed that Bailey had a shovel face. Whatever that means, I, I still don't know. I'm assuming he was saying she wasn't good looking, but. Yeah. Well, then, so he probably needed to go to the eye doctor and uh, that would be a good spot to if if we had a, a sponsorship for an eye doctor right here, we could slip that in. Cause, you know, like he probably <laughs> needed to see Dr. So-and-so on the corner of who gives a crap and your mama Boulevard. But uh, anyway, I, I've seen. I mean, I've seen better matches out of bullet. Not that this wasn't a good match. I thought it was three stars. It was really good. But I've seen better matches out of both of these women with that was one people. of my that was one of my notes. I'm like, well, that's not exactly what I said, but I said we've seen better between these two. Still wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it wasn't. That's why I was like, is it three stars? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's more than two, so I'll, I'll give it three. But this next match is Kevin Owens. He uh, he is defending the WWE Universal title against Roman Reigns in a no disqualification match with Chris Jericho hanging in a shark cage above the ring. This one okay. went just shy of 23 minutes. Go. I completely forgot about this match and that so it ever happened. And yep. I remember laughing so hard the whole time. Oh, man. Yeah, this one uh, was something else, man, I'll tell you. So stupid yet so good because of that. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to say first off, Greg? They hit one of my pet peeves. The champion entered first. Well, you know, at, according to Jesse Ventura, you know, champion gets that right. So it's what they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. I don't know. That's that was, you know, better than anybody because you've brought it up. You're like, oh, man, you're going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> but when Roman comes out, Jericho jumps Roman, but Roman beats him up and locks him in the shark cage. Owens and Reigns battle through the crowd at one point. Uh, Roman did not put a face mask on, so that was different. <laughs> At one point, Jericho uh, drops. Yeah, it's a sign of the times. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this in like three years, God, I hope, for a couple reasons. Masks were yeah, right. a thing in 2022. <laughs> yeah, right. 
uh, I just like that one, you know, because they never do this. But when uh, that one time that Rowan went in the crowd, uh, like before he went in, he made sure to put a face mask on. Everybody booed him. <laughs> yeah, we were there. Oh, yeah. Where was that? That was at the Extreme Rules. Oh, uh, was it that show? I thought it was another. Yes. Oh, OK. Got to forgive. Remember. It's bad memory, folks. Yeah, I could. So I was there and I don't even remember <laughs> that. All right. Anyway, I mean, look, I love Cleveland, but he's not in the wrong for doing that. Just saying. And you're not even <laughs> but, talking about COVID either, but we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh, uh, at one point, Jericho drops brass knuckles to Owens and KO hits a Superman punch, but he doesn't win with it. In the end, when Roman goes for a spear, Braun Strowman runs out and beats up Roman, choke slamming him. And then hitting him, uh, or excuse me, putting him through a table with a running power slam. This allows Owens to crawl over and pin Roman for the win. Uncle Dave gave this. I'll finish with you. <laughs> Good Lord. I just, I always loved when he just, and I'm thinking that wasn't planned. He just yelled something out and he's like, come get these hands. <laughs> and then it just blew up and now, and then everybody loved it. The best stuff is spontaneous, like the Suplex City bit. Like, that was spontaneous. But Uncle Dave gave this four and a half stars. I gave it three and a half. What say you? I gave it three. Uh, no, not four. <laughs> yeah, he acts like... A, to me, like, oh to, my me gosh. On, to me, on our scale, the difference between two and three is not as big as the difference between three and four. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, for me, two is more average. Three is, above, you know, decently above average. And then four is, like, amazing. And five is, like, mind-blowing. But, yeah, this was just, Shoot, like... Shoot, now for three, but... Anyways, back to the show. Wow. Good grief. Uh, yeah, this one... I don't know. It was a good match. I liked it, but damn near five stars? Come on. Whatever. Anyway... Uh, by, the, by the way, it's funny looking back and seeing Braun Strowman with that long-ass ponytail and the shaved sides of his head. Have you seen him, like, today? Yeah, he's got a blonde beard. What the hell? Yeah, that one was freaking weird. Well, hey, Keith Lee's beard and hair are completely gray. I had no idea. Did you see that? I did not see that. Yeah, he's completely gray now. Like, uh, okay. But backstage, Stephanie McMahon tells Mick Foley that the shark cage was totally ineffective. Foley said that he'd address it on the next on uh, the next night on Raw, right before Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan walk in. Shane and Stephanie have a pissing contest over who gets to spin the tumbler for the rumble numbers. Sami Zayn then comes in and is a total buzzkill, annoying the crap out of everybody. I like when he's like reaching in to pick the ball after he tumbles it one more time, and he's like. Well, some of these are dented, and Daniel Bryan's like, Sammy, <laughs> would you just pick one? <laughs> and he is still doing that to this day. Maybe even more. He, oh, yeah. Annoying the piss out of everybody. But uh, and, and according to everybody, that's just him. I, I can't remember who it was was talking about that. They said what was funny was they were all standing around backstage, like, brainstorming something, and Sammy's just – just, okay, I got all these ideas. And he starts like, blah, 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 blah. And Cesaro's like, um, Sammy, can I say something real quick? And he goes, no. And he goes back to his story. <laughs> like, oh, that's how you wow. get it to go your way, to be fair. Yeah, right. 
that just reminds me of the CM Punk thing where he said uh, whenever he was wrestling the Miz and the Miz would call out a spot, CM Punk would say no, <laughs> and he'd do what he wanted. Uh, he said by the Gary, end of the match, you know who the that, Miz was. <laughs> he said by the end of the match, the Miz was pissed at him, and he said he did it like every time too. Uh, but anyway, he finally picks a ball, and before he can even open it, Dean Ambrose walks in, constantly looking over his shoulders like he's like nervous about something, and he says, someone said there'd be churros in here. Are there churros in here? And everyone <laughs> assures him everyone assures him there are not any churros in there, and Dean picks his ball from the tumbler before telling Daniel Bryan to wake him up when his music's playing. Sammy's still being annoying, and Dean asks him if he wants him to open the ball for him, and Sammy goes, would you? And Dean reveals that Sammy will be number eight. He then says, oh, wait, it was upside down. Eight. <laughs> that was so uh, stupid, you hilarious. I know. I I loved uh, babyface Dean Ambrose. It, this stuff was great. But Ambrose then says that he wants everybody to be surprised by his number, and he leaves. Up next, it's Rich Swan defending the WWE oh, yeah. title <laughs> against Neville. In 14 minutes, it's weird to see handle it. It's weird to see Rich Swan again because I'm like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Uh, and then I was just like, when Neville's walking to the ring, I'm just waiting for Justin Roberts to yell out, "The bastard!" <laughs> but this was during uh, his think, King um, of the Cruiserweights run. Rich Swan's about to be a dad. I think they said on Impact. Oh, really? With uh, Sue Young? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, she ain't going to be wrestling anytime soon. But, well, uh, she doesn't wrestle is... really anyways anymore. It feels like, well, I guess we know now why. Well, no, it's been a hell of a month, though. So, yeah. I don't know. She's weird, man. She goes back and forth with that Susie character, and then, uh, well, was it yeah, Susan? Susan and Sue Young, yeah. Yeah. Like, um... Suzanne okay. is just a Karen, by the way, if no one knows. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Susie is like some, like, looks like she came out of an anime. Came out Freaking of a box. Weird. Wow. But this was during the time when the Cruiserweights had their own ring mat, ring ropes, and commentary team. I forgot about all that. Just and as of recording, by the way, that the vision is about to be dying in three hours. Really? Yeah, they're unifying it tonight with, with the North American title? title, the North American title. Oh, wow. OK, so it's Roderick so, Strong, Carmelo Hayes. I think they wow. said it's called the North American Cruiserweight title, which I hope doesn't stick. That sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of dumb <laughs> as one or the other, man. The North American title, by the way, is clearly Triple H wanting to pay homage to the NWA because it's the same color scheme similar design ugly as hell yes (laughs) wow yeah it's better looking than the nwa north american title i don't know if you ever saw that thing but yeah i did it's it's literally just a cutout what we just just said what are we really saying (laughs) yeah right but anyway uh this one is fairly average until near the end then it heats up for the last like four or five minutes in the end neville forces swan to submit to the rings of saturn to win the title Uncle Dave gives it three and a half stars. I give it two and a half for Average. What say you? I gave it two. It was decent. Yeah, it wasn't but, bad. You know, I got, just, got to the point where I'm like, is it almost over? Yeah. Neville did better stuff 
in WWE, and he's doing better stuff now, like match quality yeah, wise. I mean, yeah, I know. It's like, where are you, man? Like, I don't I'm know. I blame COVID, see, by the know. way, because I don't think he's going home to England, so I don't know what the hell it is. Right. Uh, I got me and uh, my buddy got to see him live and saw an amazing match of his uh, on Rampage, him versus Andrade El Idolo. So maybe one of his last one on one matches until now. That's sad. He's such a great wrestler. I thought they were going to do more with him, but uh, I love it when this stuff happens. And and then you're like all the the hardcore guys like shut up. I'm like, well, you should go to AW. You'll do this. I'm like, it's the exact same thing. You know, like, I think both companies are guilty here. So why don't you all just shut up? <laughs> I know. I thought yeah, it's like they have two shows. I realize one is only an hour, but it's like, damn, like oversaturation. I don't know. Anyway, now we are to our second main event. It is AJ Styles defending the WWE title against John Cena. It went just over 24 minutes. These two kicked out of everything, including Styles kicking out of a second rope attitude adjustment. Finally, Cena hits the AA. Rolls you mean the, the move that beat him at SummerSlam, my dad? <laughs> yeah, right. What was it? Yeah. SummerSlam? So, mm, I think so. I don't know. No, I, was, I think it was on like I think it was on a random Raw SummerSlam AJ one. Didn't they have a trilogy like this year? Yeah. Or well, yeah. bleeding over from the previous year. Mm-hmm. And all three. People forget about that trilogy when they're talking about, you know, like Omega and Okada around this time period. I mean, it was fantastic. It was on a, they were comp- very different styles and whatever, but it was still amazing. And not one of them was like bad at all. Cena hits the AA, rolls through, and it's a second AA for the win. Uncle Dave gives it four and three quarters of a star. Can't imagine <laughs> what shaved off a quarter. Well, I can't. I can't possibly give this five stars. It might hurt my heart. Uh, but I gave it four and a half. What say you? I gave it a solid five. This was like the match of the year, I believe, for that year. It was really damn good. I I, I don't know. I, I struggled to... It, it might have been five. I mean, I, I would have a hard time arguing somebody saying it was five. I just, I don't know. I felt four and a half was sufficient. I would have to see their other matches because I can't remember if this was my favorite or if there was another one. Because like I said, there was a trilogy. And well, SummerSlam is like one of the greatest matches in the history of wrestling. That so might have been the one <laughs> I'm thinking of that I, I like the most. But I can't remember. Either way, after the match, John Cena celebrates with the crowd with his newly won WWE title. Didn't they say that that was number 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he tied Ric Flair, uh, you know, in the WWE record books. I mean, in reality, Flair is like a 20-sometime freaking champion but who the hell knows or keeps track of all that crap i like that in reality he is like yeah that that means you're saying like his actual last wcw titles mattered yeah where he literally was handed the title by kevin nash wasn't that it i think that was number 16 yeah <laughs> that's a, that's a hell of a way to win your 16th world title but either way Real quick, we get a recap from NXT TakeOver the night before where Seth Rollins calls out Triple H. I remember this. I geeked out. I was like, holy crap, Seth Rollins is in NXT again. (laughs) But he calls out Triple H. Triple H comes out and then sends security after him. On Facebook Live later on, Triple H says that Rollins challenged the creator, but the destroyer isn't far behind. He then says, 
we'll see who's the man. This led to their epic match at WrestleMania, which I loved. And uh, kind of fun. it's just funny it. now, like we're talking about like a day, uh, main roster guy appearing there, and as a recording tonight, two main roster guys are going to be on the show. Yeah, on New Year's uh, Evil. Sure. AJ and who's the other one? Riddle. All right, yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool to see. But um, yeah, no. Um, this was this led to a great match, and I didn't realize it's like. Because at the time I didn't watch the show, so I, you know I caught up with it later. Seth Rollins was clearly a huge Game of Thrones nerd because he kept calling himself Kingslayer here, and that, <laughs> that's an homage to a character on Game of Thrones. And then he, uh, yeah, <laughs> at WrestleMania 34, he came out as the night dressed like the Night King. So. And then WrestleMania the 35, time, he was the Beast Slayer. Yeah, that one was funny, and and. People forget, by the way, that WrestleMania uh, 33, right? Yeah, 33 match. He uh, he had an injured knee going into it. Remember, we thought the match might be off. I do, yeah. Yeah, because he like blew out his knee or something. I was like, no. And then he came out. I was like, oh, thank God. And he had an amazing match with Triple H, too. So good stuff. But speaking of good stuff. He's not the rest of the world or anything. <laughs> if, if he's not, he's like, you know, if he's not 1A, he's 1B or, you know, close thereafter. Either way. Well, we're no Tokyo take... Dome. <laughs> well, hey, I saw some people arguing. They were like, really? Roman Reigns isn't even considered for number one? Like, come on, man. Tokyo Dome, but, man. What do you yeah. got to get about this? Hey, How do you communicate I mean, here. I mean, AJ Styles did wrestle in the Tokyo Dome, and he's not considered the best in the world by uh, Uncle Dave. So well, he's not an AEW either. Yeah, See, there's, hey. there's always a thing there. I mean, they pay him. I mean, no, they don't. But <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <clears throat> no, <clears throat> we don't pay him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Hey, hey, it doesn't. We don't give him a W two. Okay, we don't even give him a 10.99. So just saying. Okay, so he's got less than 500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or, you know, uh, we uh, slip them a little cash. You know what I'm saying? You know, he, he, if, who, well, who's to know? He does the cash exchange. So. Yeah. Well, either way, we're going to take our second to last break here. When we come back, it is the main event 30 man Royal Rumble match right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's the main event time. 30 million Royal Rumble. It went an hour, two minutes, six seconds. Quickly running through some of this. Stop me here if you have any comments, by the way. Uh, Big Cass is the first entry along with Chris Jericho at number two. And, you know, Big Cass had to come out first with Enzo and do their whole shtick for like five minutes. The crowd freaking blew for them, by the way. So that was fun to remember. Uh, People love those guys, man. Yeah. And now Big Cass is in uh, Impact doing stuff. And he could be the next Impact champion. I said earlier, hopefully Cardona, but it could be Cass. I still think they gave him, I realize it's his real name, but they call him W. Morrissey. Really? Yeah. Um, Sounds like a like an accounting firm he, or something. Yeah, right. When he was in the Indies, I think he went with uh, uh, Kaz XL or something. Like, okay. yeah, okay, right. Yeah, I remember you and I used to joke about it. We were like, "What is he going to be? Big Will or you know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, or Large?" Will. I think one of our friends said Large William. <laughs> <laughs> I said Will XL or something like that. And I was like, "Ah, I was close." Anyway, number three is Kalisto, now with backstage bidding action. Yeah, uh, now. <laughs> right. Mo- Mojo Raleigh is number four. God help us. I got five. staying hype for that, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, number five is Jack Gallagher, which I forgot was a thing. Hey, you remember too. he got me too Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Uh, that was not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> just happened. Holy crap. Yeah. That was not intentional. Well, quickly, quickly moving on. Uh, number number six is Mark Henry. Uh, Henry eliminates Jack Gallagher first. Ron Strowman enters at number seven. Strowman quickly eliminates Raleigh, Big Cass, Kalisto, and then Mark Henry. Sami Zayn is number eight. Number nine is The Big Show. He gets eliminated by Braun Strowman next. Number 10 is Ty Dillinger, and the crowd hits the roof of the Alamo Dome. I, I freaked the F out. I, yeah, because we didn't see it coming. We were like, how did we not see this coming? It's 10. I, I think, just... I think, if I remember correctly, I think I was watching this with a friend that listens to the show. And yeah, yeah, I think I told him that was my pick. I thought that. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I can't, if I can't remember correctly, but didn't he wrestle the night before at Takeover San Antonio? Yeah, I don't remember who, but yes, yeah. he did. Yeah, I'm trying to see here. Uh, oh, he wrestled uh, Eric Young. That's right, oh, yeah. it was the opening match of the card. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ty Dillinger, now Sean Spears in AEW. Eric Young, now back in uh, Impact. So there's that. With uh, What's that good called again? Uh, violent by, by design, design or violent by design. That's it. Yeah. Whatever. But anyway, number 11 is James Effin Ellsworth. Uh, when he's too scared to get in, Carmella yells at him to get in and shoves at him. Dean Ambrose oh, is number 12. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, Dean Ambrose is number 12. Dean tricks Ellsworth to get into the ring and Strowman eliminates him. Uh, Baron Corbin enters number 13. This was the Baron Corbin that I liked, by the way. Anything after this gimmick, I didn't give a damn. Not say I don't like Baron Corbin. Just saying I don't like I don't the gimmick like they slapped people. on him. No. By the way, somebody pointed out, you know, everybody talks about the one-winged angel, which, you know, obviously nobody's ever kicked out of it. Nobody's ever, uh, ever wait, didn't, kicked out didn't of the Hangman, Didn't Hangman kick out of it at the pay-per-view? No. Uh, Hangman, Hangman hit... Omega with it, and Omega kicked out. Remember? Clearly, I remember. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so technically, somebody kicked out of it, but Kenny Omega wasn't doing the move. Well, nobody's he was kicked the one out, of out of it. Nobody's kicked out of when Omega's delivery is what you're saying. Gotcha. Right. So Omega's the only man to ever kick out of the move, and it's his move. So, but nobody has ever kicked out of the end of days, ever. I don't know if you realize that. So uh, somebody uh, will when he when eventually Madcap Moss turns on him. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Ty Dillinger gets eliminated by Braun Strowman next after Sami Zayn hits the Haluva kick on Strowman. Strowman clotheslines him. Yeah, I don't get why they call it Haluva kick. It's like it's supposed to be hell of a Haluva doesn't even they, make sense. They don't want to offend censors. <sighs> How is hell like that doesn't get bleeped? I don't know. They is say it, uh, I don't want you to believe, but SHIT, they say it regularly on every show now. Yeah, like both companies. So I don't I don't know the rules anymore. I'm lost. They're getting edgy, Greg. There you go. Branching out. Hey, they're trying to get that ever important uh, 18 to 49 demo or whatever the hell. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. But Sammy hits a haluva kick on Strowman. Corbin clotheslines him out and finally eliminates Braun. Kofi Kingston's number 14. Number 15 is The Miz. Sheamus is number 16. Big E is out next at number 17. And number 18 is Rusev. Cesaro now enters at number 19 and starts swinging everybody. Xavier Woods comes out at number 20. Number 21 is Bray Wyatt. Number 22 is Apollo Crews. And yes, the ring is full. Uh, the bar then, then eliminates all three members of the New Day at the same time. And then Jer- uh, Chris Jericho eliminates the bar when Sheamus turns on Cesaro and tries to eliminate him. Randy Orton that coming enters at... Yeah, right. Uh, Randy Orton now enters number 23, and King keeps stupidly shouting, Out of nowhere! Out of nowhere! I'm like, so he entered the Rumble out of nowhere? Like, I, like what, the, what are you doing, man? 
It's like wait for your cue. <sighs> yeah. Because so, remember, I think I think it was last week uh, when I had mentioned to you that King spoils the Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. I think it's right around here where they're tr- someone's trying to eliminate Orton. King clearly goes, "Well, wait a minute, Orton's supposed to win this thing." I don't, and then he just shuts up. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I forget I didn't what even part. Catch that. I, yeah, I remember I caught it live, but then you know I, I I forget it was someone was being like they were attempting to eliminate him in the corner, and King's like, hey, you can look it up on YouTube by the way. He goes, wait, Orton's supposed to win this thing, and then he goes quiet. <laughs> wow, <laughs> holy crap! <laughs> well, he missed his cue here because he starts shouting out of nowhere, like during the entrance for no reason, and then Orton comes in and starts RKOing everybody, and it's like, okay, now you can say it, for God's sake, King, like. <laughs> But Dolph Ziggler is number 24. Number 25 is Luke Harper, who eliminates Apollo Crews right away. And Bray Wyatt tries to get between Harper and Orton. Harper hits a spinning clothesline on him and then tries to hit Sister Abigail, but Orton RKO's him. Brock Lesnar now enters. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar now enters number 26. Lesnar eliminates Ambrose and then Ziggler before destroying everyone with suplexes and F5s. Number 27 is Enzo Amore. And Corey Graves geeks out because he says he's going to get murdered. And sure enough, he gets destroyed by a Lesnar clothesline and then tossed out. And by the way, I think I forgot to put in here after the RKO, I think Orton eliminates Harper. Either way, uh, number 28 is Goldberg. The fans explode like his pyro. But you know, Greg, nobody likes Goldberg. He, he was never over. Oh, hell no. Oh, God, I want to see this guy. Yeah, right. half the damn buildings there to see him. But you know, whatever you, you have your dumb opinions. They all chant his name. Yeah, but uh, the Undertaker. No, they now come... that in. Oh well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg then hits uh, a spear on Lesnar and clotheslines him to eliminate him. The Undertaker now enters number twenty-nine. The lights drop, and when they come back on, Undertaker is in the ring behind Goldberg. Uh, he. He actually surprises Goldberg later on from behind and eliminates him. Finally, number 30 is Roman Reigns, who enters to a chorus of boos. See, he gets booed nowadays, but that's because he's a heel. <laughs> I, don't think, he, I don't think he really gets booed much nowadays anymore. Just... Yeah, I know. They, well, yeah, I kind of misspoke there because now he kind of gets cheered. And it's like, what the f- what, what's going on? This here? is what we wanted you to do, so now we like you. <laughs> I know. It's like, can you was that word the heels? Uh, fickle. Yeah. Fickle. Fickle. Anyway, uh, Undertaker eliminates the Miz and Sami Zayn before Roman Reigns clotheslines him out to eliminate the Undertaker. Which the crowd boos again. Roman Reigns hits the Superman punch on Jericho to knock him off the top rope and eliminate him. Then it is down to two men, or I'm sorry, three men. Uh, Reigns then tosses Bray Wyatt, gets RKO'd out of nowhere uh, during a spear attempt, and then Orton eliminates Reigns to win the Royal Rumble. Uh, Uncle Dave gave this three and three quarters of a star. I gave it three and a half. I thought it was a damn good Rumble. What say you? I gave it three as well. I loved it. Yeah, it was really good. It's hard to rate a Royal Rumble high, but it was a really good match. I liked it. Some big names in it. They kept pumping up. Oh, it's going to be Goldberg. It's going to be uh, Lesnar and Undertaker and all these guys. Like, yeah, that was cool. Even Undertaker, Undertaker and, and 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 
Goldberg in the same ring at the same time was cool. I know. Of course, you know, it would turn out disastrous later, but Yeah, right. Right here was cool. And and the Undertaker was clearly out of shape at this point, but still, I mean, just seeing him is always cool. He didn't really have to do a whole lot in this match. It's a Royal Rumble, so you know, whatever. He doesn't have to do a whole lot ever, really. <laughs> show up. Well, the crowd explodes for Orton's victory. I'm not sure if they were happy that Orton won or that Roman lost. Or it could be a combo. I don't know. I mean, I it's for Orton. Orton. Any city could be pro-Orton or anti. You never know. I personally hated the ending of this Rumble. I wanted Roman to win, and I did not have any interest in Randy Orton winning. I, I've never been a Randy Orton fan. I, I get that he's over. I'm not one of them. It's like, well, I don't like him. Therefore, I think he's awful and he should never win. Like, clearly crowds love him. He gets, you know, tons of cheers. But, I don't know, just never been a big fan yeah, of him his. Him and Riddle are the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Yeah, I know. And everybody's waiting. Everybody's waiting for that big RKO out of nowhere. What I think would be cool if they to uh, subvert expectations is Riddle turns on Randy. He's too damn high to know when to hit him. (laughs) That would be awesome, though. Can you imagine a heel Matt Riddle where he gets all serious and starts kicking ass? No, but I don't want that. I would. He did that in the indies, and that was freaking sweet because he was with Walter there for a while. That was like he was just like a ass-kicking MMA guy. (laughs) Ah, man. I might actually have to because I haven't watched NXT in a while. I got to watch this. And didn't you say Braun Breaker was going well, didn't you uh, say Braun Breaker's going for the title? Yeah, against Ciampa. Nice. Yeah, I, I might have now, to Now, if Usos and New Day didn't do what they just did, this could be a match of the year candidate, but it's not going to top that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm uh, oh, I'm going to keep my eye on that one. I, I did see Orton, like, tease DRKO on, on Raw, but uh, didn't follow through with he it. He does it all the time to him to mess with him, so. <laughs> That's funny. But Corey right. Graves is, like, waiting for it, dude, like, with bated breath. We're talking that's why kid on Christmas at the top of the staircase waiting to run down there. <laughs> that's why I think it would be funny if, if Riddle turned on Orton and then he's like, no, why? But we'll take our final break here. When we come back, we're going to go into the final ratings and what's to come next week on the podcast. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game, and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this one 7 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 6.91 out of 10. I gave it way higher than that. I actually gave it 8.5 out of 10 for a B plus, maybe A minus. I'll say A minus. What say you? I as well give it an A minus. Thought it was great. AJ and Cena alone is worth the price of mission. Rumble is damn good. Yeah, the Owens and Reigns match was good. Charlotte and Bailey was great. I mean, I, I don't. There wasn't really a bad match. I hard. feel like when they put Rumbles in stadiums, they try harder, which is making me optimistic for this year. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this one was really I, and. And this was one that I'd forgotten, and I feel bad that I forgot it. This was really good. And looking back, I honestly, my top five. I, I honestly forgot it because, well, it wasn't next year. Two years later, I was at it. But I don't know. I feel like Royal was one of those ones that I just forget next year if it's really good. And I don't think we've had a bad one in a while. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was damn good, man. And I, I did enjoy last year's. It was, it was real fun. I got into it. Uh, so... I'm I'm thinking it'll be the same this year, so uh, it's always fun. Even if I'm not wa- like I haven't been watching consistently in a long time, but I still love the Rumble. I'll always watch that. I'll always watch Mania, and I'll always get into it and love it. So good times, man. But next week, coming up on the podcast, we are going way back in time. This one was only in the not so far back machine. This one is in the way back machine. Going to 1988 on January 19th for NWA's Bunkhouse Stampede Finals, baby. You excited for that one? Uh, anyways. <laughs> what? Uh, so you don't, uh, you're not looking forward to that one? Uh, not really. I mean, full well, disclosure, I haven't watched it yet, but. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean. Looking at the all, car, baby. I'm like, uh, I know how this goes, though, so. <laughs> yeah, and this was um, Dusty Rhodes booking at its finest. It just, I don't know, Ric Flair tore it apart in his book. I guess during this time, uh, Tully Blanchard walked up to uh, Jim Crockett and told him, he's like, Dusty Rhodes needs to book himself against Dusty Rhodes. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it just, uh, yeah, a lot of people were unhappy in the company at this time. You can kind of see why. Uh, we'll talk about it more next week. And, but. and you question why I have reservations about this. Yeah, it's always fun. I don't know. Even if the card's not good, for me anyway, it's always fun to go back and look at uh, these old shows uh, from the NWA. Got to gotta put some respect on them names. But I don't know. All in all, not bad. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's not going to be bad. <laughs> Uh, but it's double main event week next week, and we're also going to be covering the NWO in WWE. 
Oh joy. You're looking forward looking to that forward one? To that. <laughs> yeah, that one, uh, it'll be fun. We're not going to be running down a show. We're going to be running down a time period. And uh, yeah, so that'll be that'll be interesting. But and then we're closing out the month, January 26th, with WWF Royal Rumble 2001. You handpicked it. That'll be, uh, that'll be good. It'll be good. We haven't, uh, I haven't watched this Rumble in years, so I'm sure it's great. I'm I'm anxious. I loved most of 2001, so I'm anxious to watch this one back. Obviously, it's leading to my favorite WrestleMania of all time. So, now in the archives, by the way, WrestleMania 17. Go check that out. All right. Uh, I think that about does it, man. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next week for Double Main Event Week as we bring you NWA Funkhouse Stampede Finals and the NWO in WWE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 